Welcome. The card is going to change, presented by AIW and sponsored by Smart Mark Video. And this is Awesome Wrestling Show. I am your host, Glenn Moore, and join me in studio, like always, the co-owners of AIW, Mr. John Thorne and Chandler Biggins. I'm also making a return appearance on the podcast. And this podcast is about the stories of this man, a man who uh, recently retired Aaron Bauer. Aaron, thank you for joining us back in studio. But the first question is, why the retirement? I got a pardon interruption on this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to properly introduce you. Look, uh, yeah, the retirement. People want to know, man. These yeah, are the, people yeah. want to know. They keep asking us. You were a broadcast journalist. Now we got the microphones, and we're broadcast journalizing the fuck out of you. Uh, we want to know what about why you retired, because you never told Glenn us. Glenn Moore, Chandler Biggins, John Thorne are getting the scoop on Aaron Bauer. We're trying to get the scoop, man. Scoop daddy. All right. Um, Next roommate. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, we, we gotta cut that. No way. Keep it going. Yeah, no, no cuts here. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, retirement. That's that's not it. I was. I hate saying I retired because I didn't. I don't know. When you told us, man, we almost cried for real. But I, I hate the. Use the term retirement. Because you, yeah. you already came back at absolution. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's just, you know, all I said was don't book me after, uh, what, March or April. And then we keep giving you dates. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I coach Little League Baseball. My kids are uh, old enough now where I got a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old that, or a 7-year-old that play uh, Little League Baseball. So. I think we could go back to when we first met you, and if you would have told 2006 Aaron that you had a full-time career, <laughs> you had a driver's license, you had decent <laughs> credit, you had kids that you knew about, right. what would you say? Oh, Dude, man, I, I don't know that I, I would have I think AIW grew you up, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As AIW grew, I had to grow with it one of before we even go on i just this just popped into my head this is probably one of my my earliest memories of you um had to have been your first or second aw show ever i barely even knew you you somehow discover that the duke is an accountant and he does taxes (laughs) and i just remember being in the aw locker room this came up in my head immediately too. and uh you walk in with a like just all these crumpled up pieces of paper. He had a brown paper bag, grocery <laughs> bag. Like, yeah, like from fucking, like, you know, 1991, like a paper bag from the grocery store. Just all these papers and all this fucking, Receipts like, wrappers and, and shit in there. <laughs> like, fucking McChicken wrappers, all kinds of shit. And you go, uh, hey, uh, you're the Duke, right? He goes, yeah. Uh, what's up? He goes, so uh, you do taxes? <laughs> and uh, he goes, yeah, that's uh, that's my real job. And you go, you go, well, you think you could help me out? I haven't done my taxes in the last decade. <laughs> and uh, I have all these papers here, if you could sort this out for Lots me. Lots of W-2s, so <laughs> many of them. Right? Is that, isn't that what they are? They're W-2s? <laughs> yeah. 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 He hadn't filed his taxes probably in his entire adult life. And uh, that yeah. this is th- this is the guy that uh, we just, you know, we, we hired on. Uh and, and I, someone, I knew I knew at that point that I was gonna love this fucking guy. Well, I think we I think we had met doing these like shitty shows in Cleveland, like the Shindies of Cleveland, because we were kind of we were kind of just doing them to do them, and I think you were just kind of doing them to do them. And uh, I remember talking to you at a Ring of Honor show, and we were putting over how how hot Lacey was mm-hmm. back in the old Lacey Rain uh, days. This is 2006. This is right before we booked you. This was like the tipping point. Like we liked mm-hmm. you, we were friends. 
I uh, do want to point out before you finish this story that uh, your gimmick at the time was of a police officer named Officer uh, Fresh, Fresh Aronson. Fresh Aronson. <laughs> and you wore a bulletproof vest. Uh, and a full cop outfit. Yes. Yeah. With a nightstick and handcuffs. But okay, continue <laughs> your story. So you and me were just like mingling around ROH, and uh, this is the first time they ever ran Cleveland. And Lacey walks by, and she's like, Ew, I hate you fans or whatever. And you look over to her, and she, you point to me, and you go, My buddy is dying. <laughs> And she feels bad, like, you know, like I'm like a, you know, make a wish kid or something. Yeah, yeah. So she starts walking over and you go, he's dying to meet you. <laughs> she looked like she'd been to the world's biggest lemon. Well, I was trying to get over with you because I knew that, you know, uh, there were these tickets coming out, like these legit printed tickets from yeah, like Ticketmaster. Ticket yeah. yeah. And it said, um, AIW, whatever your show was. Yeah, I think you liked our flyers, I remember you yep. saying. And it said Chandler Biggins on the tickets, uh, owner Chandler Biggins. And I was like, man, I got to get over with this dude because I want to be part of this. <laughs> they have legit and tickets. And you knew I wanted to meet Lacey. <laughs> yeah, and um, the other thing was I had saw the flyers. I was at a um, training with Christian Faith. And Never heard of him. Yeah, he had the flyers, and I was like, "What? This looks like a legit promotion. These are nice flyers. These are real flyers. Not color, made, not made on some <laughs> yeah. dude's computer." Yeah. You know, and and uh, he, I said, uh, "Hey, man, uh, who do I talk to? How do I get in?" And he goes, "Oh no, man, they're not booking anybody right now." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit." We already had well, a manager. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get in somehow. So then, when you were at that ROH show, I made sure I remember I positioned we knew each myself. other and we were friendly before that. But that was like the tipping point where I'm like, yeah. I love this guy. Yeah, I knew it was time to make my move. Then if I was gonna get into it, <laughs> and then immediately, immediately, because you that were, show, you kept saying how much you love Lacey, right, Lacey, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. I said, like, well, then I'm gonna get this girl over here to talk to him. <laughs> And then immediately, I think you were on the next AIW show, which we could talk about that. We took away your your police uniform, though. Yeah, we took right. away your police uniform, and I pitched him. I go, you should be the modern day Paul E. Dangerously. So he went and got a suit. Hopefully, it's not the your wedding suit. <laughs> it came uh, later. And you got a phone, but you they didn't sell the old cord or uh, the old brick phones anymore. So he brought your cordless phone from home. <laughs> yeah, big cordless phone. That's right. <laughs> So he was walking around, cutting these promos, talking on a cordless phone. Well, you guys handed me a script when I walked in, and I think you would have called me Aaron Anderson at first. Oh, and it said, Aaron, Aaron Anderson interrupts with Thrillbilly. But it said, come up with an opening line. This is what we have for you. Well, well, well. <laughs> or, or, excuse me. Excuse me. And I thought, excuse me, that'll never get over. Oh, yeah. And uh, Vicky Guerrero. But um, so I was like, okay, well, uh, I'll come up with something. And I don't know, pardon me. Yeah, I don't know how we came up with your your name, but I remember I love 24. And yeah. the main guy on there is Jack Bauer. And I'm like, that's you're Aaron Bauer. That's yeah. 100% where you came up with Well, that I know name. that's 100%, but I don't know why I thought of... That, but I remember I I'd never let any other promotion use that last name. That's how you become <laughs> Aaron your intellectual yeah. property. That's my intellectual property. <laughs> I filed a trademark. I mailed myself a letter. Yeah, that's what was your other name that you had to be? I was Aaron McGuire. McGuire, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Aaron I McGuire. couldn't be Aaron Bauer. Yeah, because Biggins fucking Biggins was said he fucking to, throw was fit. Yeah, calling my Todd. Lawyers. Yeah, and I think I think probably one of your uh, earliest tasks was uh, you had we put you in charge of babysitting New Jack. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah that, was, that was within for your first three shows. Right, right. It was it was absolution, baby. It's like this guy's a fucking cop. You know, he can handle me. <laughs> Tommy yeah. Rich says he's a uh, detective or something. Yeah, dude. There's a running theme with you of being a law enforcement officer, which probably is very ironic, right? Yeah. Well, we were, we were sitting at that bar at Peabody's. I think that was an absolution a two day event or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first day. Yeah. Okay, and then what? New Jack came in. That day or, or the next day, I don't, whatever. No, no, no. But you, he came in that day, and you guys hit it off. Yeah. So then he was here. You had booked him to do a clinic with young students. Yeah. The next time oh, we yeah. booked him, no, I didn't book him. He booked himself. Well, we talked about that yeah. earlier in an earlier episode. Yeah, yeah. He was he just trying to get more you dates. You go to a training school, and then yeah. he's just like, Yeah, he asked me, "Yo, you got a, a training center?" Oh, that's how you got hooked and he up said, with him because we could. Join up together, and it could be Aaron and New Jack's wrestling school. <laughs> I get a van with my That's picture on That's how you got in charge with him, because he fucking made you set up a clinic with him, and then you had to fucking be in charge Two of him Two things day. I remember from that clinic. Number one, Fresh. I had to drive him around Cleveland. That's Aaron. The people people oh, know yeah. him as Fresh. Yeah. People call it Fresh Aronson. Yeah, my, my white envelopes still say Fresh on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a 40-year-old uh, boys, man. Boys, they call me Fresh. We just call him Fresh because he was Fresh Aronson. But, uh... I remember driving you around Cleveland because you couldn't find uh, uh, Western Union to send New Jack his money. <laughs> yeah, because he needed his training deposit, His right? training yeah, deposit. Yeah. And then the day of the show, he gets to the training center and is mad there's no open bar. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to go to Little Chet's Chicken and get uh, vodka. Yep, he needed his vodka. And he needed an ice chest to put it in because he said he doesn't drink warm beverages. <laughs> I think those are all true stories. Um yeah, but you, he, New Jack wanted to go out, and he wanted to see Cleveland, and you guys were like, well, uh, Aaron, uh, Fresh, can you, can you go out with New Show Jack? Show New Jack and, around. And yeah. another, another thing earlier in the day, because we'll get to what happened at nighttime, which I know is uh, the Jollyville Fuckett's favorite story of all time, uh, but that during that day, we had given you money because New Jack said he wanted to say it to Shadiest Hotel in Ohio, and you took him to it, and it was so bad that New Jack says, uh, this is bad. Where'd you take him, like the yeah. Illyria Motel or something? Yeah, that's what it was, yeah, Illyria Motel. And, uh, he goes, yeah, he got freaked out of here. Right, right. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, so I hooked up with him. Oh, and I didn't have a license, so I could <laughs> drive. So you guys had to find a ref and a security guard or something with license to drive us. Yeah, to, that's a true story. Yeah, and it was a Sunday. No license. Sunday. The clinic? Was great because he just told the Gypsy Joe story about five times. You know, college baseball is a baseball bat's metal, and it goes ping. <laughs> and that's how he hit uh, Gypsy, Gypsy Joe, Joe right? The that and then me. the whole clinic consisted of him grabbing people and going, yeah, <laughs> and shoot punching them. <laughs> <laughs> I missed all of this. This is all you guys. Right, right or wrong. Right or wrong. Tracy Smothers. <laughs> You're right. Um. So what? And uh, we, we got these guys. They they were driving us around. New Jack wanted to see Cleveland. We went to we went to Alice Cooper's restaurant or whatever it was in Cleveland at the time. There was a homeless guy outside begging for money. Uh, you know, and uh, New Jack, all the stories, him hitting somebody with a baseball bat, him hey. stabbing Eric Coolis, um, just all this crazy shit. So we get to this restaurant. This guy's sitting out there begging for money. Uh, New Jack goes in, we order our food, and he orders an extra dinner of like a, a double cheeseburger and uh, fries, all this shit, and something to drink. And then he takes it outside and gives it to this homeless guy. 
Uh, just like, wait a minute, this is New Jack? Was your mind blown that New yeah. Jack is like a good charitable Samaritan? Totally, yeah. I, I was just like not ready for that. Now, was that New Jack or Jerome? <laughs> <laughs> Don't call him Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> but, so uh, so out of, the other tip, we, so that's the nice side of New Jack. Right. That's, yeah, that's it. We got that out of the way. Yeah, yeah, we got He had <laughs> that his was, quota. That was, that was it, right? That, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the day goes on. His karma bank was full. It's a Sunday, so we're in Cleveland. He wants strip clubs. So that's, that's we're going to all these strip clubs. Nobody's open on Sundays. But uh, if anybody's familiar with Elyria, Ohio, there's a strip called called the Brass Pole, which is only the finest adult establishment. And uh, right then, before he, we went didn't to you the see strip- a girl's water break there once? Yeah, yeah, on wa- <laughs> yeah. Water broke on stage. Water broke uh, on didn't stage. Didn't they have a midget once? Uh, probably more than once. What's wrong uh, with a midget, man? Nothing. I'm just saying that's what it's a fight. You said, it, you said it in a negative kind of. I don't believe I did. Yeah, I love Hornswoggle. Okay. So, anyways, we go to this brass pole, but New Jack made you drive him around without a license, and you disappeared for four hours like the Laredo kid. Right. While I'm stuck with in the parking lot of this establishment with Van Hughes, who is New Jack's handler. Infamously known for the uh, no sell in the burning hammer and IW mid sell. Yeah, I love Van Hughes. He's the greatest dude, but he did no sell that. <laughs> and, he, and no job skis. Yeah, no job skis <laughs> for Van Hughes skis. So when we booked uh, JT Lightning versus Van Hughes, we had to separate the matches. <laughs> so Yeah, no jobs for either of them. That's right. So you guys come back to the brass pole. And New Jack is probably pretty wired, if you know what I mean. Yeah, a lot of coffee. A uh, lot of coffee. Hot I coffee. think he did, uh, what's that, espresso? I think yeah, we, yeah. It took Double us four shit. hours to find a guy uh, in, that a, in, an espresso. In, in a very shady area that yeah had an espresso machine in a uh, in a baby so carriage. So we, we go into this strip club, and it has, it probably has not been, the inside has not been updated since probably about 1975. And they have those old-fashioned, like, disco chairs that you sit in and you can spin. So New Jack is just spinning around, all the while telling us about how great the Puerto Rican strip clubs are because he gets blown for $10. <laughs> so a girl comes over. He didn't and tell me that. I must have been in the bathroom. You're exposing a lot, dude. You're exposing a Funny lot. I, was, I, was, I was in the VIP room at the time. Yeah, yeah. You had, you had a couple <laughs> ladies you knew from uh, Circle K. Right. <laughs> so uh, New Jack is spinning like a little child in a spin chair for the first time. And a hefty gal came over, and she was talking to him. And New Jack, I didn't hear the negotiations, but they're going back and forth. New Jack all the time is spinning, and, you know, he slows down to talk to her, but, you know, he's still spinning like a child. Well, he looks at me, and he goes, this strip club is bullshit because this girl won't blow me for 10 bucks. It's bullshit. Fuck this place and fuck your pocket. So he rips the pocket right off my shirt, so it's just hanging and dangling. Dress shirt, man. Dre- I, I had a dress shirt on because, you know, I figured dress up for New Jack. <laughs> well, so my pocket is just hanging off my shirt. Did you get like? Did you ever think like of getting confrontational with him at that point? Absolutely not. I said, uh, uh, <laughs> "Was he sorry, like? Sir. I didn't like this pocket anyway." <laughs> you said, "I'm sorry, sir." After he ripped yep. your pocket. Well, and then <laughs> sorry, I'm I had so- this pocket. Sorry, I had this pocket. Well, then, Jack. I've no. I'm noticing a theme with you, man. You say you call a lot of pro wrestlers, sir. Because I get scared. <laughs> so then, somehow he knew between Aaron and I that we had forty bucks. So he demands our money, but only in singles because he says in Georgia he makes it rain. So we gave him our forty bucks because he's already pissed off at that point, and you know, fresh knew how many how much coffee he had drank. How many more pockets were there to spare? No, none. So he gets forty bucks, 
And he just throws it without making it rain. And goes, we're going to the hotel. No, no, no. He throws like a two-scene fastball at the girl on stage. Like it hits her in the face and she was legitimately like injured. Like, what the fuck? And it's just money just drops on the ground. Like it didn't rain at all. It was like hail. It was like she got hit with a hail storm. He made it hail. So then we go back to this hotel. And since he didn't like that one. Uh, somebody from AIW got him like the best hotel in Cleveland. It was like the Hilton downtown. He walks in and he goes, guys, come here. And he got real serious and he goes, I want to tell you guys something. And we're thinking like, what the fuck is going to happen at this point? He goes, I just want to let you guys know. Dave Meltzer said I'm the top five promo in wrestling. He goes, there's Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Rowdy Piper and me. <laughs> and we're just like, okay, that's cool. Did you get like a, an award? He goes, no, he just told me. <laughs> So then he cu- he starts t- teaching us how to cut promos, and this went on for about what three hours. Yeah, we uh, we were in the hotel with Van Hughes and then Brandon X. Did and he have a, yeah. Did he have the espresso machine with him? <laughs> I think he got going into. I the think there was still a couple it. cups of coffee left yeah. out of it. So so his big point. It took three hours to get to the point of he goes. You guys got the Cleveland Browns. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers. He goes, you just talk in your promos every time about the killing fields, how the football people are going to kill themselves. And we're just like, we got to go, man. Yeah, but we didn't. I mean, no. we sat there for. I was scared. God, it was. It was. It had to have been. What's the pocket looking like at this point? Hours. Just fucking dangling. Did he ever bring it up? Did he ever say like, "You look no. like shit, man. Your fucking shirt's ripped." <laughs> My pocket just no. dangled. No well, apology. Well, he still looked like a million bucks compared to me because when we went to the we, between all this, we went to a classy strip club, and um, at that time I couldn't get in because I was wearing like a uh, a sleeveless shirt. Josh Babs. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Here I am. I walk in. They won't let me into the strip club. New Jack's like, I'll take care of this. We come back out to the car. He goes in his gear bag. He gets a shirt for himself, and then he takes the shirt off his back. New Jack gave me the shirt off his back, a 6XL, because that's what gangsters wear, and he puts it on me. It looked like a nightgown. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was down past my knees. I'm 5'3". You know, so this shirt's... Past my knees, I come back to the strip club. They let me in. You and might as well have been wearing like a bed sheet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, speaking of strip clubs, we can talk about the time uh, you got booked in West Virginia and you didn't have a license. So you're like, hey, guys, can you take me to West Virginia? I got this booking. So we drive all the way to West Virginia. And, of course, uh, we can't leave without having some fun because it was a you know pretty boring trip. Not, not Nothing going on. So I remember we had dinner with Shima Zion at like an Eden Park, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is when the three of us and then uh, there was like another guy in the car, we drove around to every parking lot we could find in West Virginia and asked any rough looking customer, where do we get trouble? The point of the story is, is you you were traveling with quite a few fucking issues of Blacktail Magazine for some reason. No, no, no. We had stopped at the porno store, got <laughs> one issue because it was nine ninety nine. I don't know, man. I think he had a couple black yeah, tags. No, no, it only comes out once a month. I don't know. I think he had a subscription in the trunk. Yeah, it was like the one they come two in a bag. That's, no, no, no. Uh, that was closed. the the PA Connection Swinger magazines. <laughs> so we get to I, I buy because you bought like you were a grab, trying to get into some weird shit, man. You grabbed the grab bag of porn. Thorn grabbed the grab bag of porn magazines, like the whatever is like is left on the shelves after the month or whatever. I bought a brand new mint condition copy of Blacktail magazine. <laughs> Because you so, love the sisters, man. I love the sisters. So we're driving down the road, and 
the other guy in the car is named Sean Blaze. is like a local guy. He decides, oh, it'd be funny if I throw the Black Tail magazine to the other car. Oh, man. Gust of wind blew away. It's the second <laughs> maddest I've ever been other than the Honky Talk Man trying to watch. 999 Blade. fucking down the tube. She didn't even get to enjoy that Black Tail. No. And then... His $80 him hat <laughs> flew off his head, and he goes, he goes, he is almost in tears, and he goes, oh, my God. He goes, go back and get my hat. I said, if we're going back, fuck your hat. I'm getting my Black Tail magazine back. And you, and ne- you never got did, that. Did we get did. either? No, I don't think we did. So, anyways, we're driving around this West Virginia town, and we go, where's the trouble? And this one guy goes, go you know, three blocks. Did we to wind up at with Van Hughes on this trip for some reason? No, but no. he he found out where we were. He and gave said us it was a great place. Yeah, he yeah. He gave us it. like the directions. Yeah, we went to a real so shady we, strip club. We I found know that. the strip club. And trying to get looked, a handski in there. It looks like it looks like just a random door, no markings or anything. Right. And you walk up to this door, and it says "Knock real hard, and we'll <laughs> open it up for you." So we're fucking pounding on this door like nobody's <laughs> business. I can't believe we didn't knock it over. It was for sure a swingers. You guys had me knock because yeah, police officer. Official. Yeah, uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. You, so, yeah, you had your you had your fucking. So I'm knocking like the police. So. It says, if nobody answers, call this number. So we call this number, and they go, it's Sunday night at 9 o'clock. You obviously are cops. And we go, we just want a good time. So we ended up in this other strip club, and we only had $20 among us because I had spent all my money on black tail magazines. (laughs) So you bought a beer. I don't think any of us had jobs at this point. No, I don't think so. So you spent money. You spent eight bucks on a beer. So we had approximately $12. It might have been tax or something. Uh, 12 bucks, and we stayed for four hours while the Sean Blaze was stuck in the car because he didn't have his ID, and we purposely tried to see how long we could stay in there. Because you're pissed about the Blacktail magazine. Oh, so mad. That's ultimately the uh, the fucking moral of the story is don't take the Blacktail magazine from you. And if you bring Blacktail magazines to AIW, I might let you in for free. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Man, man. You just told some guy on Twitter that you wouldn't give him a discount if you brought us Four Locos. Because I don't drink Four Locos. <laughs> well, fuck it. Me and Aaron will drink those Four Locos. I think me and Aaron drinks eight beers apiece during the fucking opening match at Absolution 11. <laughs> what about the uh, Four Locos night? Oh, yeah, the fucking uh, stand-up. That was uh, five bucks off your ticket if you brought four local original. Original original recipe. How fucked up was everybody that day, man? I remember the Olsen twins. Dude, I don't know why we did this, but it was... Well, I can tell you exactly why we did it. We did it because we we wanted to try to get as many free four locos as possible for and the wrestlers. And with a huge write-up in Scene Magazine. Yeah, so like they decided that they're going to uh, ban the original formula of four loco because it fucking people are losing their minds. And... Uh, we decide that we're going to make this fake publicity stunt called Stand Up for Four Loco uh, <laughs> and stand up for the fucking, the, the original way God intended it to fucking be served. And uh, we make this dumb, like, Stand Up for Four Loco thing on uh, Twitter, probably didn't even exist at the time, maybe Facebook. Yeah, and like, MySpace, bro. Yeah, we made, like, some fucking bullshit, like, press release and we sent it out. And I'm getting, like, interviewed by the local media and the newspaper runs a story. And we decide if you bring Four Locos, you get five bucks off your admission to AIW. We had like we had like a hundred of them. Oh, at least a hundred four locos, and we drank every single one that day. I think fucking Jimmy Jam Olsen had about eight. I I know that there's a certain now. Uh, he drank four of them and spilled four. 
Yeah, he's yeah. So they had him cracked open on the apron. <laughs> they were doing hot tags, and, and the cans were getting knocked over. Yeah. I know now the new voice of Monday Night Raw had quite a few and then wrestled a casket match. Uh, Guy could barely stand. Yeah, the, dude, like, that was I'm pretty fun. sure when he got put in the casket for the end of the match, he took a nap. Yeah, he just went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. Uh, you know, and then... Well, real, real quick, we have another story about Van Hughes, you know... Uh, we did a show in Butler, Pennsylvania one time. Uh, oh, yeah. This is this is crazy. I don't think Aaron was along for this. No, this was uh, – we were with Pedro and a couple other people. Well, long story – like, I'll make this this one short because I want to talk more about Aaron doing weird shit and wrestling because he's done a lot. But I'll tell this Van Hughes story real quick. Uh, so, long story short is this guy, this promoter, his name is Joe, Joe Rogers. I think he promotes now Still something. Still in the business. Uh, he rents our ring and all this shit and blah, 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 and he books Balls Mahoney and all these fucking people. Just incredible. Uh, well, nobody comes to his fucking show. Uh, he can't, he like paid us half up front and said he would give us the rest of the money afterwards. He maybe drew 50 people, but so he had 50 people worth of money at least. So, intermission, I see him grab the cash box and leave. Uh, and I try to follow him, like, down the road, but he fucking, like, he loses me through an alley or something. So- oh, I was with you, and I've never, I don't think you and I have ever run faster. It was like a 80s cop movie. You and me are just hauling ass following this guy, and he's just dipping and ducking out of alleyways. So, uh, anyway, we call Van Hughes because we know he lives in Butler, PA. And I don't know what Van Hughes does besides roll with New Jack, uh, but Van Hughes shows up, and... Uh, he somehow, like, interrogates people cop style and gets somebody to give up this guy's address of where he lives. He was like, he had like, a, like an interrogation room. He's pulling people in, yelling at him. Yeah. So anyway, I get in the car, and uh, he goes, and I'm in the back seat, so I can't see any of this, but Thorne sees it all. And he goes, uh, hey, uh, open up the, uh, open up the glove box, and uh, he, I open up the glove box. He pulls out a nine millimeter and he pulls out a silencer. Like I've never seen a si- silencer other than in a movie. And he puts it on and he goes, "Let's go get that fucking money, man." And I was like, "What the fuck so am I guy, about? Like this dude's about to go murder somebody for two hundred bucks." So this guy doesn't. Just- These are New Jack's friends that we have met throughout the fucking like our lives. Like I'm like losing my fucking mind like and i'm just thinking nothing's going on because he saw it but i didn't so i just am thinking oh we're gonna go find this guy and uh real quick but van hughes is walking up and down this guy's street. he's interrogating the fucking neighbors like, and what he's do got, you know about this guy and where, he's where got, does he live he's acting like he fucking works for the fucking cia he's got this fucking silence pistol just out in the open just fucking harassing the fucking so neighbors we go to this guy's and it was house. like a hundred percent real like I, and i'm just like dude like what the fuck? Like, who who well, cares about the 200 bucks? This guy is going to fucking murder somebody, and I'm going to be here. Thorne, like, goes to open the guy's door to see if it's locked. Van Hughes pushes him yeah, so and hard. then he does, like, a fucking front roll police fucking <laughs> maneuver the with the fucking gun. And did he smarten you up to this? No. He, you, no. So <laughs> you're just standing there like an asshole at the door while he's, Van Hughes he's is fucking, fumble- He, like, threw through. Thorne into grass. Dude, he's yeah. doing, like, combat maneuvers. Yes. And, like, he has the gun, like, in a, in a movie. Like, he's looking in the doorway. He goes, you don't just fucking walk in. He's, like, kicking in doors. And then... It all fucking came back to me that he fucking filmed a fucking bounty hunter's pilot yeah. with New Jack, and this is why he's doing all these moves, and this is why he has all these fucking weapons. Uh, so yeah, fuck man, Van Hughes and New Jack. That was a, a wild, wild era in in AIW. Um, 
trying to think of some, you know. Did you guys ever get him that footage? Oh, oh my God, New Jack. So we had. Um, you know, you're going to have to book him after this series. Oh, right? oh I don't know. About that. <laughs> Hold, before you even. Well, I guess this will lead into it about the phone calls. Oh, so, anyways, uh, we had a girl in the crowd, Flash. And if anybody knows AIW, you know exactly who flashed. Well, anyways. She flashes at every show, but we just don't. She flashes at every show. We just don't publicize it for all you out of towners. There's all kinds of girls flashing in the crowd, but it's a secret. So, New Jack had like a documentary crew there. I don't know what it was for or anything, yeah. but she flashed. for his next DVD, man. Yeah, he told you a hundred times. So she flashed for the camera. Well, the show happened on a Sunday. Monday morning, I woke up, and I had 35 missed calls. <laughs> my phone never stopped ringing, and New Jack kept going, where's my fucking footage? Where's my footage? Because I guess he recorded it on our cameras or something, yeah. and he goes, where's that fucking footage? Get it online. Get it online. I need it for my documentary. This guy called me no less than 300 times, and I'm not exaggerating, and he threatened my life. He screamed at me, and he goes, how do you not have this footage online already? I'm like, dude, I got home at 3 a.m. It's 9 a.m. right now. And did he know who your producer was then? Exactly. It <laughs> took a year to release a DVD. show DVDs weren't coming out for <laughs> nine yeah. to ten months. Where is that titty footage? I need it for my DVD. <laughs> dude, like... New Jack could have probably got titty footage from any fucking girl in the world, but he wanted this titty footage so bad. I had to, I had to like turn my phone off that rest of the day. Yeah, and how many times did he call you? Didn't he just start with calling you for yep. like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times? I got quite a few quite a few uh, phone calls from New Jack, and the pro- I, I like talking to New Jack. The problem was, it was like I, an hour each time. No, I, yeah, but and I was on minutes at the time. We, we could oh, prepay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was he burning up your fucking cards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to keep going to the uh, Dollar General and picking up a new card, getting uh, 30 new minutes on it. I remember when you would text me, and then you'd be like, I can't text for the next month, man. I got to get money. <laughs> it costs five cents a text. Yeah. Fuck, man. You came, you've came. you come a long way from the uh, days of uh, not paying taxes, not having a license, not, <laughs> knowing, who not yeah. knowing who your kids were. Uh, now you're like a fucking full-fledged adult. All these years later, it's uh, it's kind of amazing. How much more fun did you have as a real adult or back in the day? Oh, I don't know. I can't really compare the two. Two different eras, you know. It's like like what that was the attitude era. How bad is the PG era? Ruthless aggression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Aaron was nice enough to have me in his wedding, but uh, he had a nice suit on. How mad did your wife get when you cut up that suit? That was almost a divorce. Huh? <laughs> I don't even know. I I think I told a lie about that. <laughs> I, I think I worked or you know, I said um, something happened to the suit. I can't remember. <laughs> but it's a, um, you know what's weird, though, is that uh, we said retirement earlier. Um, I think I've hung out with you guys more over the past, what, an episode today, last week's episode, and then uh, Jerry's farewell that I came in to commentate and produce – Absolution. Then you're, for. then you're, then Jerry's big mega farewell too. <laughs> right. Yeah. How did the, yeah. Like, I, I guess nobody really knows that, but maybe you should touch on that real quick is like how, like how you kind of took on the character development role in the, 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 the promo like role for, for the DVDs. I don't think a lot of people know that. And I think, you know, you should probably like, you should get that credit for that. And you know, what did you think of, you know, taking on that role? Cause it was just kind of thrown at you. Yeah. Well, you said you want to get me more involved and, um, 
Because you're always way more involved than like an average worker. Right. So might as well. You're in the stuff. inner circle. You're like. Yeah, uh, you're an inner circle. Guy. Like, lots of soup. Lots of bowls of soup with you guys. Yeah, you were office for. I Lo- mean, you you probably are the only employee to ever be like in booking meetings. You're like our Bruce Pritchard, man. <laughs> Brother love. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, lots of soup and lots of uh, notebook paper with uh, scribbled on it. A lot of bad it. ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A lot of hours spent at the uh, diner. Yeah. The Blue Sky Cafe. Oh man, fuck! You're giving up our you're giving up our location. Yeah, the blue well, sky with the soups. We ain't been there in a while. So. I know. <laughs> now we just do it on Facebook chat, man. Technology, <laughs> right? But like, I think it's crazy how many people like their first promos are with you, and they yeah. they might have been around a couple years, and they're like, nobody's ever tried to challenge me to do a promo before. Yeah, like a lot of them, they just start off uh, with like the basic like intro promo. You know, uh, my name is John from Cincinnati. I'm here to win. I, I, I hope I win the match tonight because you're going to lose and not me. And it's like, oh, man, wait, hold on. What's what's your work name? What? Lewis Linden? Oh, no way, man. You're the captain of the ship. And, Dude, you know, I was just going to say that. Like, isn't it? Was it crazy for you to see at Absolution 11 that something that you said on commentary or told him to say in a promo, he now he has shirts of, and now he's like yeah. totally embraced that captain of the ship thing. I love and that's, it. And like, that's just something you probably said off the cuff. Like that's the captain of the ship. Yeah. And like probably three years ago. And now right, it's like, right. and now it's like, yeah. A yeah. Thing. Hey, way to capitalize on it. A timely manner. And I think we could talk probably real quick about your biggest feud in AIW, which was you versus the women's wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, women's wrestling. I, I love all wrestling. But I don't think they understand in 2016 what Bobby Heenan was. Yeah, I don't think they yeah. understood like you're, you, you were trying to like, pay homage to well, Bobby Heenan. Well, not only that, but then it was like the end goal was the GNO events were like not really respected at first. The women wrestlers weren't as respected. And eventually we would get to that point. Where I would be like, oh shit, this has become something. Yeah, people, like, yeah. But people These girls are good. People didn't want to stick around for that ride and that payoff yeah. or that story. Yeah, they, like, they, 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 they were canceling DVD yeah. orders and yeah, yeah, like people didn't get that. Like you were billing to where like. You had to be like, oh man, I was wrong for these last ten volumes. Like yeah. this is serious, you know. This has lasted, but like people didn't understand you were trying to drag out this long storyline. We're telling stories, and people yeah. don't like stories. Right. Yeah, people don't like going along for the ride. They're just like, oh man, fuck this guy. Like I'm canceled. I'm, this company is sexist. And like, I think you almost had a boycott at one point. Yeah, there there was a point, and you guys were like, "Oh, it's probably the end for you on GNO." Yeah, we better I was like, at, yeah, all right. Better, eat. Then you guys brought in. Uh, uh, Paul Aaron Rodgers is the the women's wrestling expert. And the first thing I did with him was I was like, dude, this is probably my last show unless this changes. So here's the deal. Uh, You tell me that you heard me complimenting women's wrestling, and then I'll say, yes, it's great. And then we'll see what happens. And all of a sudden, I got probably no less than 16 messages on uh, between Facebook and, and Twitter within like the first hour that the DVD was available. Like, oh, man, you saw the light. Man, <laughs> your commentary was great. I can't believe you changed everything. And it was like, oh. And we had brought him on just almost like like a baby face to please those fans. Yeah. 
He was a women's wrestling expert. Yeah, he, I, he, he he was at an event that we had a women's wrestling match, so he became the women's wrestling expert. Yeah. Hey man, that's how that you know that's that's how you get jobs, man. That's right. how things are. That's how roles are filled. Hey, we needed somebody us, to be he it. He paid us seventy five bucks to do commentary, and we're right. just like, hey, let's roll. It. You're an expert. Yeah. 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 yeah, he wasn't that bad, and it was like, oh, I could, yeah. And we needed somebody to bridge that gap with the women's fans. And 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 uh, he writes so eloquently, so it was like. Hey, man, none of us are writing shit like this. Yeah, he had that Tumblr hot for a while. Yeah, and then, you know, even commentary as a whole you were kind of thrown into, you know, and had to learn that. Yeah, I actually got uh, what uh, my first, like, long-term commentary gig with you guys because what happened? Somebody like Wadsworth, I think, was just doing it solo, and we were like, he needs no. somebody. Oh, it was Wadsworth and somebody else. Boone. Drew, Drew, oh Ben Drew Boone Cordero. and Drew Carter. Oh yeah, Drew, Drew moved and, and yeah, Ben Boone uh, missed his cue or something with wrong music. Or, <laughs> oh, I, I, that is a true story. That'll yeah. be another time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't even know his yeah, fucking music. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, I don't know, five minutes before the right show. Right across the guys... street, that but venue's right across the street from where we're taping. Hey, How man, do you not know your own music? music? Yeah. Like, hey, man, can you go out there and do some commentary with uh, Wadsworth? I was like, yeah, cool, man. And then I went out there, and uh, I called, like, two matches with Wadsworth, and then he got upset about something. <laughs> he was, like, texting, and I-, I was flying solo, basically. I'm like, what- oh, what's yeah, going on? I got people with you, and I think Vic came on for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's just kind of how it goes in wrestling. You just kind of get thrown yeah, into these roles. Yeah, you were definitely our utility, man. I mean, anything we ever needed, you did. Babysitting New Jack, commentary, promo coaching, uh, getting New Jack his uh, coffee. Hot coffee. Yeah. And we got your taxes done for the first time and, in 10 years. Right, so, right. you know, it all it all kind of panned out. Um, uh, I guess, uh, you know, we're kind of winding down here, but. Uh, what, uh, you know, what do you got going on in the future? Are you going to, you know, are we going to see you again? Are you going to pop in and out? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, was, uh, I, I don't think you could 100%. I don't think anybody can 100% walk I away. I mean, Pedro, yeah, Pedro did wrestling. a 25-minute crying speech, and he was back within three months. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just say it's it's not like I'm gone forever. I don't, I will never be gone forever. I'll, just, I'll be gone for a little while, and then uh, I'll come back and visit, you know. Yeah, we'll take you anytime. Whatever. I told you, I think about a hundred times you got an open door. Yeah, for sure. Like there's a, uh, there's very few people that I think, uh, you know, it, it's hard as promoters to let anybody into like the inner circle to be, because everyone's kind of out for themselves and things like that. So like, it's very hard to, to, uh, you know, to actually like want to be around somebody and like, you are definitely one of the, like that guy for us, probably the only guy for us is like you and like LFC and sometimes the duke sometimes not the duke well we're gonna do a whole episode on the duke depends on Pete, if Pete gets hot or not yeah you know i'm trying i was trying to get him down here to, uh this week to talk about the uh the great canadian blowjob conspiracy but uh he's now uh we got the uh illyria blowjob conspiracy. yeah duke's a little duke's duke's a little nervous to tell that story so we'll see but uh yeah you no know, you guys you have to protect things because you've had several partners in the past who they go off and uh, try to do their own ones. thing. Yeah, yeah. multiple I mean. ones. You yeah. know, so like it's it's hard to let people in because like we've experienced so much uh, bad and drama once people get into that inner circle and like we could probably do an entire episode about nightmare situations with other get partners. nightmare partners and nightmare people like you know be getting a little too close uh, and kind of affecting the business. So you know, um, I think you know as time went on, 
uh, you kind of coming on board and taking so much of the burden off of us on show days and stuff like that was like and like you know to go amazing. back to, to go back to say about Pedro, I think Pedro had his strengths that he took away from like uh, roles that you know he covered, and then you did too. So between the two of you, you guys were like. Yeah, covering the, everything so we could run better shows. And, like, with you guys both kind of in and out now, it's, like, it's been such a wake-up call to us because it's, like, fuck, who's going to – nope, there's nobody to do the promos. I don't have time to do the promos. Who's fucking moving the ring? Who's setting the ring up? Like, where's – you know, like, all these people did all these jobs and, you know, real life kind of takes over. Um, so These damn kids. Well, but like, yeah. for me, I looked at it when I was thinking about being done, and I was, like, okay, where are we at now? Um most of the roster knows their characters. They're comfortable with themselves. They can cut promos pretty much, you know, without me there. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think I give them good ideas or whatever. Except that but... time uh, Jasmine had that intense title. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, words. And uh, what else? Uh, commentary. You guys have, I don't know, six other guys doing commentary. Oh, um, what about that Glenn Moore guy? Ugh. I haven't heard him yet. <laughs> There's a reason for it, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And um, so, you know, you got commentary kind of covered and you, so it's like the, it felt like this would be the best time for me that I could walk away without feeling like I deserted like a, like AIW. Yeah. I don't like, think you did. But. Like we had all the uh, roles covered or whatever, but it'd never be the same, but I mean, I definitely think we're covered. Yeah. We definitely want you back though, is what we're trying to say. Hmm. Please don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, this was kind of a, an episode for people to kind of hear your origins and kind of the, the crazy uh, debauchery that, uh, you know, made us love you so much, <laughs> uh, you know. And I'm but, still dying to meet Lacey, FYI. Is she still around? Eh, she kind of. She's anything? like a doctor now or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Robles hangs out with her. Robles. 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 I like Robles better. Yeah, easier to say. But, but yeah, do you got anything you want to say to people as you uh, go on your uh, your they vacation? Hate wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, women and women's wrestling. You respect their ability in I the ring. Sure do. Um, and all wrestling, and I don't know. I wish I wish more people did promos. I wish. Um, let me see. Uh, I wish people uh, that were indie wrestlers when they signed their names, they would sign them in cursive and not print. <laughs> Um, I wish more people took promos seriously. Um, I wish people uh, worked on an end for their promo and a beginning for their promo because those are the hardest things. Uh, I don't know. I wish more people did podcasts as guests <laughs> because seriously, you get so much experience talking just by doing like a half hour oh, podcast. Dude, like, I could have never have done this if I didn't do a million blog talk radio interviews that nobody ever heard. I could never be a podcast. There's like so many like smaller podcasts that I would do to kind of get the word out about AIW, but also at the same time test some shit out. Yeah. It was was, always like the first run of a joke. It was like your house house shows. But but to go back to like our origin story with you, when we were saying we were working shindies in Cleveland, Uh I think all three of us got more comfortable with working and talking on the mic at these little shows because there was no pressure. Right. So, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and if you are a aspiring wrestler that needs help, uh, be sure to annoy Aaron Bauer online uh, for tips and send him your promos and let him critique you because, like, this guy is responsible for pretty much every promo that we have done in the last, I don't know, four or five years. He produced them all. He was, 
you know, the, the lead kind of uh, promo producer, pre-tape producer. Um, and I know we're one of the kind of the only indies that, you know, tries to do stuff like that and develop characters. And Aaron is the guy that and was like, responsible for it. I think he's the king of smoothing the rough edges because there are some people that criticize this because they're like, oh, man, these promos are brutal. But if people aren't doing them, they're right. never going to be able to do them. Right. Um, like you had the uh, the Dukes idea. We were sitting there over uh, soup one day. Tyson Dukes, man, he's a great worker. Love to have him, you know, continue to be on the shows. Don't know what the fuck to do with him. And uh, I remember Biggins going, I see him as like a the Lance Storm type. That was it, man. That set the light bulb off in my head, and I yeah, was ready. Like, you know, oh, my God, yes, let's do all these things. I'll watch paint dry with him, <laughs> and he'll make yeah. it entertaining. And we'll read the phone book, and that'll well, be like, entertaining. To talk about dudes getting out of their shell, I think Tyson – was one of those guys, I think AIW, and I know he said to privately to Thorne and I, we kind of revitalized his career because he was definitely a serious, like, hard-nosed guy. And I think AIW really kind of burst the gates open with his charisma because mm-hmm. he does deep down somewhere have charisma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just bringing it out of him, put yeah. him in the right situation. Well, I guess we will kind of wind it down here. We're, you know, getting along. Uh, so I'll throw it to you, Glenn. One little tidbit for you, Aaron. When uh, these guys, I wanted, wanted to do commentary, and I was given a tryout match, and I watched any free match I could on YouTube with yeah. your commentary. Oh, I think I get, get, get a feel of what, uh, you know, I watched shows before, but to kind of really dissect what, how your delivery is, so I learned a lot just by watching some free YouTube matches. Well, thanks. Uh, are, are you doing, like, heel commentary? Yeah, more, more heel, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to listen to you sometime. It's hard now because, you know, it, it, it's, it's such a fine line. Like, you can't People don't on. like heels. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. They, like, they don't want heels anymore. They want to be like, uh, they want to respect your work as a heel, but you can't be a real heel. It's yeah. weird. Well, like the other day, uh, Prohibition was winning the belt. Um, right after he won the belt and Thorne comes up and goes, hey, get out there with the baby faces. We need baby faces out there. And I was like, I I think I'm the voice of all heels, yeah. but really, uh, when I came out there, everybody was like, "Oh yeah," because they they liked your work as yeah. a heel. Right. But if you're a real heel, they would just be like, "Oh fuck that guy." Right, right. You know, if I was I'm, still I'm going uh, to the concession stand. Yeah, if I was still you know shitting on women's wrestling or something, they would have been mad. Yeah. And there's a fine line between being an annoying heel and a heel they can respect because I feel like especially young commentators who try to be a heel and try to be a bad guy on the, on the, on the microphone, they try too hard and it just becomes annoying. There's a well, fine line of being yeah, annoying. I, and you got to get, get the product over in the ring. You got to get the company over. Yeah. You got to get the, the performers over, but in a way that, you know, you're a voice for them. Right. And but, I think the hardest part is in 2016, people don't want real heat. Because yeah. if you get real heat, people just won't buy your shows and you go out of business. Yeah, they're like, oh, fuck, you know, fuck this. It has offended me because of this and this. Right. And, like, they don't understand that, like, you're just trying to get heat and trying to get a reaction. Now, like, they want to, like, they want you to play, like, the character of a heel and what they know is a heel. And if you do that well within the, you know, the realms of what they know, they're like, oh, this guy's a great heel. But if you're a true heel... They don't like you. It's a fucking. It's all fucking backwards it's insane, now. Insane. But it's like the evolution of where we're at right now, and you know, I blame social media a lot for that, uh, and the sensitivity of you know the world. But uh, you know, that's a that's a, a whole other fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, but Aaron, it's uh, it's been a pleasure working with you for fucking ten over years. Decade, you know, yeah. over a decade. Yeah, I was and, there from year one, right? Yeah, year one. So uh, you know, every absolution. 
everyone. You'll, you'll have to come well. back every year at least. Uh, you know, you'll be Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. So you, you and the Duke. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Who would have thought? The guy that did my taxes. <laughs> Absolution one. Legendary careers. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's, yeah, that's it gonna, for us. That's going to wrap it up. Make sure to subscribe. Leave a comment. Uh, download the show. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Lipson, Google Play. And uh, leave a comment and leave us five-star rating for us because uh, the show deserves it. We appreciate all the downloads. We look at the numbers and they keep on going up every, each and every week. So we really appreciate you guys talking about it on social media. And uh, plugging the show and telling your friends about it. So this will be the lowest rated one. <laughs> I'm sure Aaron will be back too. I have a feeling that he'll be back with us uh, in the near future for some shows. So, all right, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been the card that's going to change, presented by AIW. Thanks. God damn it, you stopped.